0: This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Here's your host, Alex Nottingham.
1: Welcome to another edition of Dental All-Stars. I'd like to share with you an excerpt of a study club I did with Larry Gazzardo called Customer Service Benefits to the Team. Take a listen. So welcome to study club. We are talking about the benefits of a great patient experience and how that relates to the team. Now, many of you should already have access to the Customer Service 101 course that Heather completed uh, that will be, it's available. If not, let us know. We'll get you access to it. And that's kind of the warm-up act to a few great courses that are coming out. The patient experience will be rolled out over the next several months uh, in great detail, um, building on phone success, scheduling advantage. This is the next level up. All of you did really good work on your first level of courses, and now we're going to the next level. Uh, customer service, patient experience, and case acceptance. And what I want to just take a quick note before we begin with the speaker, uh, Larry, our speaker trainer extraordinaire, is I want to talk about the difference between a tactical approach and a strategic approach. We were just talking about this before the call and and we like to say at All Star we take a strategic approach and what I mean strategic is the big picture. Strategic is looking to create multiple effects by one strategy. Now tactics are the things that we do, right? So how to answer a phone, how to answer this per, per situation, how to fill out an insurance form. You need tactics. But if you're just focusing on tactics, you miss the big picture. And in this case, the big picture is patient experience. And often the question that's asked of us is, tell me what the treatment coordinator has to do, what the office manager has to do, what the receptionist has to do, what the hygienist has to do, step by step. That's important. That's tactics. And we discuss that in the patient experience course. But I I think that's, for you, I want to expand your awareness, and I want you to think broader than that. I want you to think about creating the ultimate team member or the all-star team member, okay? And that team member knows or has an understanding of all the aspects of the patient experience, and part of that's the phone call, okay? It all builds on it. You know, I talk a lot of my programs about Starbucks and how they cross train and all the Fortune 500 and how they, they build, Okay? So think tactical is each position in the office. That's important. Strategic is the big picture and the, the kind of um, the goal you want to achieve, the message of your office, what you stand for, okay, what type of experience you want. So as I conclude this, what I want to say is, Often we get so caught up in tactics that we're not looking at the big picture. How are we treating patients? How is everybody working together? Because when you say, I just do this or I just do that, then everybody says, that's not my job, right? And you want everybody to come together and say, it's one. Because as Larry's going to talk about, when you come into an office, it's got to be a seamless experience. Those are Larry's words. Patients expect a seamless experience. They don't want the person saying, well, hold on, that's not my job. I don't handle it. They want one organism as the office, and that is the all-star patient experience. So without further ado, Larry, tell us about the benefits of the patient experience as it relates to the team.
0: Yep. You know, why is customer service so important to the employees, to the staff members that are there? Before we do that, I, I just want to give a big shout-out to the gang at the uh, Kankakee Study Club uh, in Kankakee, Illinois, uh, they had their study club annual meeting last Friday, and uh, they had All Star Dental Academy come out. So I was there to present the patient experience to the to the gang that was there, and it was a lot of fun. It was a really good group of people. I really enjoyed myself, but I want to say hello to any of those who are uh, on the call this evening. But um, but let's get right to this. Why is why is customer service so important um, to the employee? Because a lot of times, you know, we think of customer service as something that's for the patient you know it's something that we deliver to other people but what we forget is that the staff member uh, and I use the term staff member because here I'm not talking about just front office not just you know uh, hygienist or you know just the um, uh, dental assistant or or even the doctor I'm talking about everybody in the office right now because who whoever is talking with a patient whoever is communicating with them that's the face of the practice to that patient. And so, you know, if, if that staff member is rude or impatient, then the patient's going to perceive that the practice is also rude and doesn't care for patients. And so customer service is important not only to the patient, but to the employee as well. Uh, because when it comes to customer service, the reality is everyone's a patient, you know, whether we're on the team or not. Um, Because I think the definition of who receives customer service has actually evolved. You know, we always thought these were, you know, something that we delivered to patients. But we have to remember we deliver customer service to each other. And so, for instance, if the hygiene department needs something from the business office, then the hygiene department actually becomes a customer of the front office, and I'd like you to develop that mindset because there are departments within every practice. So they are what we would call the internal customers. Patients are your external customers. And so customer service is important to the employee because the the definition of customer has changed. It's not just people from outside the practice. It's also all of us within the practice as well so it might be another team member might be your boss you know it might be the dentist so i would ask you to take a look at you know how engaged are the employees in your practice the other staff members and what i mean by that is how much do they participate you know customer service is important to the staff member when the staff member is engaged in the practice um i look at staff member engagement because it means that the staff member realizes how they have a direct impact on the direction of the practice. Every single one of you contribute to that. So the practice responds to team members in a timely manner, meaning if I have a request of another team member, will I get an adequate response from them? You know, does the team address my concern? and do they allow me to have any kind of an impact in my little domain in my little area you know can i make decisions because when all of us are engaged again i say engaged but i mean participate when an employee is is engaged the customer service exhibited to the patient will be apparent in the team member and so you know what i mean if i'm treated well in the office then i'm probably going to treat patients well it's really really hard to treat patients well when I haven't been treated well. And so you'll see that if the team is treated well as your internal customers, it's going to expand uh, to the patient in any way that they're able to do it. I'll just give you a quick comparison. Some of you all probably remember a while ago Radio Shack, and they're kind of like off the radar now, and I I I think I know why. When they had gotten into trouble, and they had to lay off employees, instead of speaking to them one-on-one and letting them know hey we've gotten in trouble there's you know people are going to be laid off oh no not not them what they did is they just sent out a mass email you know to 400 people and so you know people just got this email that said you know you're going to be laid off effective whatever date and so i got to believe that that kind of behavior kind of just tarnished the image of the company in many of their own customers' minds, because they couldn't believe, you know, and there's other stories like these, but they just couldn't believe, how could you treat your own employees that way? So, you know, if our company treats its customers, you know what I mean, our it, we want to treat people well because they refer future um, uh, people to the office, and we don't want to lose that, because they think if you don't treat your own employees well, you're probably not going to treat me as well. So so just as a quick comparison, you know, we know how we take care of one another uh, is very, very important. I think even for job security, customer service is important to the employee because obviously if there's no patients, uh, there's going to be no practice. Uh, the patients help the practice remain in business, and I don't think I have to belabor that, but for those of us, customer service also provides a competitive edge among competitors. You know, we're always worried about the guy who's opening up down the street or the, the guy who advertises a lot, or, or maybe we're worried about corporate dentistry moving into our neighborhood. And, and I would say one of the biggest differences that you can create is how well you can deliver customer service. Because as I said earlier, current patients can refer other patients. And we know all too well how important it is to keep the patient referral pipeline active in order to help the practice grow. So customer service is an integral part of growing a practice and ensuring its success. So it actually does provide us with uh, job security. It, it also allows us to have continued employment. Um, if, if the customer service is not important to any staff member, obviously the staff member could be fired you know, from the job. So every staff member has to understand that their continued employment hinges on their ability to provide excellent customer service. It's really important. So so how do we get staff members to care about patients? And I think there's some things that we have to put in place. We have to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of other people. And I would say one of those things is that we need to provide all the needed tools and resources. And number one, what I would say there is, is our equipment up to date? For instance, if it's at the business office, to the phone systems, the credit card processing machines, you know, the fax machine, the things that they use every day, your computers, are they up to date? Are they on the current version? Have we been trained on those things? Uh, It's going to be very, very important. Just like in the clinical area, if we're still dipping uh, films in dip tanks, uh, you know what I mean? We're not going to be able to deliver the best customer service because people are going to be struggling to get their job done every day. I would also say that we have to set clear expectations for employee goals and tasks. And yep, you, you, you've heard me speak about this before. I want you to think job descriptions and performance standards. You know, that's a good way to set a clear expectation. For what you expect and of course I like it because it's a great communication tool because when there's um, an issue about the service that was delivered you can say to the staff member let's take a look at your job description and see what it says it have have you changed have I changed or has what we agreed to changed more than likely one of us have changed and, and not the standard so so I like job descriptions and performance standards I think if we want to get staff members to care about patients, we also have to eliminate work stress and reduce pressure. And so, you know, I think the very nature of a dental practice is that you're going to have stress and pressure, just because we're trying to get a lot of work done in a limited amount of time. But what I would say here is, if we're going to eliminate work stress and reduce pressure, are there clear policies that are understood and enforced by the dentist and all staff members, particularly when it's related to how we bring a new patient on board and, uh, you know, how we talk to folks on the phone and and, and how we do scheduling. You know, how do we handle broken and canceled appointments? What do we do when there's an emergency? What happens when somebody is late? So there has to be really clear policies that are understood and enforced by the dentist and all staff members uh, uniformly all, all the time. Um, We also have to create a comfortable work environment. So along with the proper tools, is the physical place where we work, is it comfortable? Is it like an enjoyable place? You know, um, I think of sometimes going back into the staff lounge, and I just love it when I just see all the old furniture from the doctor's backyard, you know, put into the staff lounge, and I have to joke with the doctor, and I say, well, how?" comfortable do you think this is for your staff to have to sit on this old ratty furniture you know don't you think you they deserve a nice little table here and, and chairs a place where they a hook where they maybe they could hang up their coats and, and and place their purses and all that so along with the proper tools I think you've got to have a comfortable place I think the back of the office should be decorated just as well as the front of the office you know if we're trying to impress patients how well are we trying to impress ourselves so I think that goes a long way to make sure that employees feel welcome, and it will enhance their satisfaction and their productivity. Um, I want them to feel like when they take a break, they have a place where they could sit down and relax, there's the equipment and tools if they need to heat up a lunch or you know grab a sandwich, you know they have the ability to make it. so um, I don't think that that's a luxury. I think having a comfortable work environment uh, is important. I also think that if you're the type of practice where you employ managers, meaning you have lead people or, you you know, like a lead hygienist or a lead uh, dental assistant, so on and so forth, even a practice manager, then then the managers have to be engaged as well. You know, um, I never like it when I go into an office and I meet the manager and they're holed up in a desk that's far from everybody else, you know, and so they're in this office and they're not visible. You know, so even managers have to be taught you have to be visible because that's the only way that people think that you're approachable. And if you're not visible and approachable, then the team isn't going to come to you when they have a problem. And so things are going to to get, you know, tucked under the covers here. So, So we want to make sure that if you have supervisors or other managers, they're engaged as well, meaning they're not just hiding in their office all the time. I would say that you also have to encourage feedback, because I think the opinions of your staff members count. And you have to regularly ask your team members for feedback and show that you value their opinions by, you know, once in a while implementing their suggestions whenever possible. I would say that this is a really powerful element of engagement by using their ideas. Now, I know we've talked about things like this in other study clubs, sometimes your staff will come up with a harebrained idea that maybe you've already tried or or maybe you know you've, you've done it before and you know that it doesn't work so you don't want to do it but when a staff member comes up with an idea that's a big opportunity for us because we want them to come up with other ideas and if we immediately make them feel like yeah that's a bad idea then what's the likelihood that they're going to come up another, with another one for us so as leaders and even other team members because we need everybody's energy all the time. So we need to be aware when somebody brings up an idea even though we don't think it could work the way we want it to that's okay. Ask them, walk me through the steps. Let's see how exactly will this work. Let's see if we can't piece together what the outcome will be. If it truly truly is just a bad idea and it's not going to work the team members probably going to figure out on their own oh, yeah, hmm, you know what, I should have thought this through um, because this isn't going to work. And if they can't see that, then you say, well, you know, how much time do you think we need to determine whether this is something that will work or not? My my point here is is that if we don't encourage people, if we don't use their ideas, don't be surprised when the staff member shows up at a staff meeting and they got nothing to say and, and don't want to talk to anybody. It's because their ideas weren't used in the past and so they felt like it wasn't worth bringing up anything in the future. Along with them bringing up ideas, we have to also recognize their achievements and, and reward them for a job well done. Um, when I look at studies, I see that recognition always ranks up in the top 10 factors influencing job satisfaction. And, and I will tell you as a personal consultant, when I go into offices, it's probably one of the top reasons that I hear from staff members is that, you know, nobody ever recognizes me for the job that I do. Nobody ever shows me any appreciation. And, and some of you dentists may be thinking, but I tell them thank you all the time. You know, I do, and, 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 and I believe you that you do. But you have to ask yourself if you're thanking them, if you're saying I appreciate you, and they're not getting it. Then, then I would say there's probably something about the delivery, about when it's happening. And more often than not, if you would take the time to acknowledge somebody in front of everybody else, like at a morning huddle or at a staff meeting, you know, where the doctor says, hey, Jill, I'm really happy about the way that you did this, and you do it right in front of everybody. Well, you know what? You're going to teach everybody else what you're looking for in their own performance, but then Jill's going to get it that you showed me the appreciation because that's that's what matters to her. So I would also say as you're trying to um, get staff members to care about patients, you also want to be sure that you offer benefits that meet their needs. Um, I think that satisfaction drives you know participation. And so employees who are very satisfied, like with their benefits, are probably four to five times more likely to be satisfied with their jobs. So whenever possible, if you can match the benefits that they're looking for um, with what you're able to offer, not only are you going to be more competitive in the marketplace, but you're going to have a lot more job satisfaction. Because sometimes we just offer benefits because those are the benefits that we offer, and we're not considering maybe this group would like a different type of benefit. So even just polling them. You know, what, what else would you like besides monetary compensation? Um, I would say that you also have to provide employees with their compensation. I do think that that does increase loyalty. I'm not talking about paying your staff members a a wage that's outside of what you could hire anybody else for. But if you had a reputation of paying your staff members well, if they felt like, wow, I I got a good job here. I don't know that I could make as much or feel as good uh, if I worked anyplace else so having fair compensation i think is important i would also say and this is a part of leadership because if you want to help them focus on customer service they can't be focused on other things that are going on in their life but if you can help them achieve and maintain a work-life balance it's really hard for people to do that today and it's even more of a challenge in a dental office because we have very specific hours that we work We've got a lot that we've got to get done in the hours, and it requires that everybody be there during the time that we're seeing patients. You know what I mean? If you're a typical practice that works Monday through Thursday and you see patients from 8 to 5, it's very, very difficult um, to let somebody off to go do something. But I would say that if people can cover for each other, if there's cross-training in place and all of that, then you could help them and say, well, you know what, you can go see that program uh, at, the, at the school for your kid. But, you know, you go there, you see the program, we need you to get right back, somebody else can cover for you. Uh, many of you probably do not see patients, you know, all during the week. So, again, even encouraging your employees, we have a day without patients, not only to do our own training and to k- get caught up on other things, but that's when we also expect you to take care of, you know, yourself. And so if you have other appointments that you have to get to, that would be a good day to do it, not a day when we're seeing patients. But I would encourage you to be as flexible as you possibly can be. I get it that that's difficult, um, but I think that if you're making the effort, let's see what we can do, that goes a long way with, a, with an employee. Um, I would also say if you want to help them, you know, provide be- better customer service, um, you can help them move forward in their career and their education. You know, I looked at a Gallup poll, and it said lack of development and career growth is the number one reason employees leave a job. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, Larry, uh, we have front office people. We have one location. That's the job I have. Or I hire hygienists, and that's the job that I have. Or I have a dental assistant. That's the job that I have. There's not a lot of other places you can go from there. And you're right. But what I want you to remember is that we are in a very dynamic industry. It's changing constantly. And so I'm wondering if we're aware of these changes, if we're evaluating these changes, and if we're changing. Are we bringing in new materials, new techniques? Are we bringing in new technology? That goes a long way of of enhancing somebody's job. And so remember, as I'm talking about these things, I don't want you to go on this rampage of constant change, but remember, we could pace these things out so that we could manage the change so it's comfortable for everybody. But when you have new things to do, new things to learn, and you make learning safe for the employee, then it gives them the sense that they're moving forward in their career because they're not like the dental assistant who can't pack a cord or can't, you know, make a temporary or can't do the scan or the doctor doesn't let me take pictures. The more you let them do, the more satisfied they're going to be in their job. And obviously, the more satisfied they are in their job is this is going to relate back to customers. People are going to get it. So you want to provide them with opportunities to grow even in their own position and improve their skills. You know, you want to keep moving forward. I'll challenge the doctors that way. I'll challenge the staff that way. Because all I can tell you is any office that I've ever been to in all the years that I've been going to practices is the doctor who fell behind is the doctor who got jumped over, you know, because the guy who jumped over him actually just did the stuff that the other doctor didn't want to do or didn't feel was necessary, and so other people capitalized on it.
1: Thanks so much to our guests, and thank you for listening. I'd like to invite you to join us for a powerful, no-cost online training event called Dental Practice Excellence where we will explore three critical areas of the dental practice and how excellence can lead to long-lasting success. I have some startling statistics you need to be aware of. The average practice easily fails to convert 87 missed call opportunities per month. Now, whether it's a missed call or your team couldn't answer the insurance question or handle price shoppers or couldn't build enough rapport on the phone, thousands of dollars of potential revenue is being lost on each missed opportunity. Even if your office misses only one phone opportunity per day, when combined with broken appointments and the cost of employee turnover, you are losing $200,000 per month minimum, a quarter-million a year lost due to just a few activities that can be improved with an emphasis on customer service to make the problem worse 97% of dentists train their team less than once a year on these customer service skills and when I ask dentists that they should be training they say to me yes and then I ask, well why don't you do it they go I don't know join us for a limited time no-cost online training event dental practice excellence is go to AllstarDentalPractice.com to register. You will learn in this webinar how to uncover hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue with just two basic skill sets, how to reduce employee turnover by 25% motivate team members, become 400% more productive, and ultimately have your business work for you will also provide step-by-step verbiage on how to reduce or eliminate broken appointments Where how do we handle the toughest questions on the phone and how to do this without manipulation, scare tactics, or dishonesty. So register today at allstardentalpractice.com.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online
1: at allstardentalacademy.com.